0: Thank you for the amazing partnership that we have with Kingdom Builders. Because of your investment, we are equipping over 16,000 African men and women in over 350 schools across the continent of Africa. Your giving is helping send out
1: thousands of young leaders to go reach millions more. Thank you for all that you've done to help us in Tanzania where we have been building the number one Bible school for the entire continent of Africa.
2: It's Because of your generosity, we've been able to bring food into this village now for the last couple of years.
0: We take young women in who are broken from all over the United States of America. And I want to say thanks, Kingdom Builders, because you enable us through your huge giving to take these young women in free of charge and to see their lives radically transformed. Because of your generosity, we're able to support hundreds of orphans in Russia by providing them with basic needs like food, shelter, and life skills training.
1: You've been such a strategic partner in helping us do church planting in the Sahal of Africa, this Muslim-dominated area. Also in helping us launch the Bible app for kids, which has now been downloaded more than 25 million times. I want you to picture an underground church in Iran, and they're going through the bait of Satan in Farsi, their native language, all because of your gifts, enabling us to resource these pastors all over the world. Thank you so much, Kingdom Builders. Thank you, Kingdom Builders, for making a difference. And especially, thanks from the people whose lives have been changed. Kingdom Builders, thank you so much for your support and your partnership. Together, we are feeding 177,000 children every single day.
0: Exciting. When I hear that, those are just a few of the people saying thank you to us for giving to Kingdom Builders and doing this and helping to change lives around the world. But 177,000 kids being fed every day, 350 schools in Tanzania, I mean, where they're training people uh, in the gospel. I mean, it's just amazing. You think about the orphans in Russia, Swaziland, all the different things that are going on. And, And we could have had a video running forever, just of all the different ministries around the world saying thank you. And I love today. Today is our miracle offering weekend, and uh, I know you're excited about it. I just get so excited because I, I see all the good that's being done all around the world. Just this last week, I ran into a guy, and he said, hey, thank you for giving the money in Iraq You know, to help start that church there. And you may not realize it, but we gave money to uh, buy property in Iraq as part of uh, Kingdom Builders. And the guy came up to me, he said, I led that pastor to the Lord that's in Iraq. And he said, I'm the one that went to Saddam Hussein. And he said, back in the day, and I had the courage to say, we need a church here, and you need to give us permission to meet. And he said, Saddam looked at him and said, I liked your courage. You can have your church. We gave money to that church uh, just this last year to buy their land. How many know God is at work using kingdom builders? Isn't that amazing? Now, today we're going to celebrate this and talk about Kingdom Builders and Miracle Offering. I'm going to explain it to you if you're new, uh, but I do want to let you know if you can turn your Bibles to John chapter 6, maybe you're taking it digitally, you can just use your uh, YouVersion Bible, which, by the way, Version uh, Bible Kids app, like he said, we help to pay for that, and uh, it's 25 million downloads. It was, I believe it was the fastest uh, Christian app to a million immediately, but amazing to think about that. But if you're taking notes or jotting this down, John chapter 6 is where I'm going to go, and I'm going to explain today, Kingdom Builders, the Miracle Offering. I realize there's a lot of people that are new to our church, and maybe you might even be part of our new campus, St. Paul. And can we once again welcome St. Paul as our ninth campus? We love St. Paul. So I want to explain what we're talking about here. Kingdom Builders is our over and above giving. You'll notice about River Valley Church, we're a generous church, a giving church. And Kingdom Builders is where we give our over and above giving. We give our regular giving, our tithes and our offerings. We give that to support what God's doing at the local church. And then over and above that, we do a thing called Kingdom Builders, Now, we put uh, all the outreach that is global, all the outreach that is local, and raising up future Christian leaders, we put it all into one category called Kingdom Builders. Instead of having like, this week we're doing this, next week we're doing this, next week, and you're trying to keep up with all the different buckets that you could give to, it's give the tithe and offering to take care of the local church and then give to Kingdom Builders. Now, uh, today we have our miracle offering, and today we're going to be doing our very best gift to be able to say, hey, we want to give the very— very best that we can to uh, give to the work of the Lord. And a lot of people have made pledges throughout the year. They said, hey, if Kingdom Builders is going to do that and I can give over and above, I'm going to make a pledge. And some people have chipped away at it every week. And others have said, I'm saving up for this miracle offering day. Um, others are, you know, given a little extra to their amount that they've made. And, and for some, again, you might be saying, I'm surprised. I didn't even know this was going on. Hey, welcome to River Valley. This is an exciting day. All right. Um, Now, when we give to all these projects around the world, I like to say that it's like a giant Kingdom of God mutual fund. And at the beginning of the year, we passed out these books and we let everybody know like, hey, here's where we're giving all these things toward. And we just had so many different things globally, locally, future Christian leaders. And we set a goal. We set a goal of $6.5 million, a giant goal. And I remember when we set that, set that goal of $6.5 million, uh, again, there was a cheering in the church. It's a, a large amount of money. It's an amount that I never thought that I'd be able to say, hey, we're going to try to raise $6.5 million, but we've, we've done it before and we can do it again. And uh, I just want to let you know that so far year to date, uh, we have given as a church $3,283,426. Isn't that incredible so far this year? Now, now, mind you, that's over and above our regular giving because remember, Kingdom Builders is going globally, locally, and future Christian leaders. So that's what we've given so far, and it leaves us an amount 3.2 million, 3.216 million, is what we have remaining. Now, if you notice, we're just above, we've given just a little more than what we have remaining. And that's why we call today a miracle offering. All right, it is a miracle. Matter of fact, before service, somebody prayed for me and it was just so neat. It was just somebody new in the church, new in their faith. And they said, "Can I pray for you, pastor? I said, yeah, you can pray. And he said, God, we don't want it to be a big offering. And I was like, kind of thinking, yes, we do. And then and they said, we want it to be a miracle offering. And then I was like, I am so with you. It's more than a big offering. It's a miracle offering. That's what's going to happen today. So I just believe that. And it's for everyone to participate. Again, bringing our best gift, whether we made a a commitment or you're new to the church, it's an opportunity for all of us to uh, be a part of this because God does something special when we take what we have and we let him use it for his glory. Now, in John chapter 6, we have a story and it's very familiar. Um, It's really a miraculous feeding of a multitude of people that came from a very small offering. But I'll read it for you in John chapter 6, starting in verse 1. It says, Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he had already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each of these people to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much As they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. An amazing story. An amazing story about a a little boy that takes his lunch and feeds a multitude. It's interesting, I haven't kept track of it, but there's a lot of people that do amazing things in the Bible and we don't know their name. This is one of them. Like, they, they don't, we don't know their name. And can I say this? You may give a gift today, and, and we're not going to put up a plaque, and nobody may ever know your name, but God knows your name. God knows your name all the way down to a lunch donation, okay? And we see this hungry crowd that's there, and they have this little lunch, and, and it, it's disproportionate. I mean, the need is gigantic. The thing that is given is so small. And when I, when I researched this, um, being that we're in the middle of the Reclaim the uh, Table series, which I'll get back to next week, um, I thought it'd be appropriate to have food, and, uh, but really when I researched it, wasn't like loaves of bread like what we have, you know, it wasn't like this boy was lugging a trailer of bread, it was really like five pieces of pita bread. Five pieces, and like, I guess the fish were his euro, I guess, you know, something like I yeah, put it in there, but it was, it was like five pieces of pita bread is all he had, that's And that's what he gives to Jesus. So you could think, it wasn't very significant. I have three, but it was five pieces of this bread. And he's like, I'll I'll, I'll just give it. I'll give it and go ahead and do that. Here's the thing that I've learned about miracles, though. God uses the people and the gifts that are present to work the miracle. Let me say that again. God uses the people and the gifts that are present to work the miracle. Early on in ministry, I was like, Lord, we've got a big need. I hope somebody from another church wants to give to us. Lord, we have a big need. I just pray that all the grandparents visiting today would be very generous towards their kids' church that is so poor and just starting. And I learned pretty soon, like, no, God uses the people that are present to bring the miracle. And some of you just got really nervous. You're like, that means he wants to use me. (laughs) Yes, he does. Yes, he does. See, because God always gets his people up to the problem. He always does. Whether it's a giant that's mocking his people, God gets the person up to the problem in David. And David says, there's something in me. I'm bringing my gift. I've got a sling and some stones. I'm gonna take care of the problem. God always gets a a little boy with a lunch to a multitude. God always gets like uh, the disciple to the person that's reading the Bible in Acts chapter eight. and, And he gets Philip to the guy that's wondering like, how do I understand this? God always gets the person up to the problem so he can work a miracle. That's the way he does it. That's the way, and you think, you know, like we're just going to church. We're just going to have church today. And God's like, here comes the miracle. Here comes the miracle. It's right there. It's in their hands. It's sitting down right now, listening in the message. That's the way that God does it. And he says, here comes the seeds for the miracle. Now the disciples do what I I tell our church not to do all the time. How many know that I always say like, don't do the math, do your part. But the disciples do the math. How many know that's just common nature? Like, you're like, okay, we've got five loaves and two fish, and there's a 5,000 men. Hmm. Small pieces, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> like that's, we just do that. We just start doing the math. And, and, and if, we, if we do that, if we do the math, all of a sudden we start thinking like, what good is this with that big of a problem? And Lord, 3.2 million, what good is my gift? And all that, all of a sudden we start doing the math and we say, God, it's too big of a need remaining. It's 3.2 million. We say, there's too few of us. There's only 9,500, God, and I've done the math. And if we do the kids, they're not gonna give the same amount. And God, I'm trying to do the math. Or we say, my gift is too small. My $10, my $100, my $1,000. I've had people say, what will my $10,000 do? I'm telling you what, when we take what we have and we give it to Jesus, something miraculous happens. It's just the way He does it. It's just the way He does it. And if everyone does their part, all of a sudden miracles start to happen. And, And the beautiful thing about our miracle offering weekend is that all of us get to participate. I mean, all of us, whether you're young or whether you're old, whether you're rich or whether you're poor, every single one of us, gets to participate in the Miracle Offering Day. And I believe this, God will use each one of us to just increase this wave of generosity that we call Miracle Offering Weekend and God will use us. Now here's a wonderful story about a family in our church giving and being used by God to bring miracles. Hi, I'm Aaron.
3: And I'm Heidi. And we have two kids, Tate and Addie.
2: My name is Tate and I'm 15 years old.
3: Hi, I'm Addie and I'm 12 years old.
2: And we are the Putmans. What do I say
3: again? <laughs> hey, I'm Aaron, and this is my okay, family. All
2: right, I can do that. Well, I don't know if we officially introduced the tithe. It, it was always just a part of what we've done. Grew up as tithers and mom and dad raised us that way. I'm sure we tithed on our first allowance or whatever we made. The first
3: year, Tate and Addie gave to Kingdom Builders and were introduced to Kingdom Builders was
2: five or six years ago. We heard about it in the car ride on the way home, and we said, really? Well, what is God telling you to do? God gave me a goal, and my sister Addie prayed about it, and God gave her a goal.
3: In Go Kids, they encouraged us to write down a number that we felt God was giving us to give that year. Tate shared that his number was $102. Addie, moments later, pulled out the piece of paper that she had written
2: on in her Go group. And her number that God had given her was $102. We definitely knew it was a God thing, and we were just excited to try to raise that amount of money.
3: One thing Addie did, she was only six at the time, I think, is sewed so little, felt stuffed animals, and sold them for a dollar or two to people. And
2: I think I started mowing our lawn that year. So when it came to the miracle offering, we ended up meeting the goal, which was really exciting. I think Tate and Addie certainly caught the vision of generosity in Kingdom Builders after that first year.
3: Just their realization that generosity isn't just for grown-ups,
2: And it just built their faith for the future. Two years ago, we went on a mission trip to Swaziland. We really wanted to make sure that Tate and Addy were invested in raising funds for the trip. Tate started a lawn mowing business. I started mowing other people's lawns that year. Addie ended up making greeting cards and sold them. My
3: grandma taught me how to make cards and I thought that that would be a fun thing to raise money. We
2: went all in and signed up as a family to go on Swaziland.
3: After a trip to Swaziland, we just came home with a completely different perspective change and a greater for generosity for the kingdom.
2: It was just exciting because we knew what Kingdom Builders does and how it affects people across the world. I think generosity is kind of like a muscle that we need to exercise. And now that they're used to that and they've practiced it a few times, that muscle is stronger. And their numbers may be bigger, but the important part is that God has given them a bigger heart. Now this year, our combined goal above and beyond the tithe is $3,500 and we're only a couple hundred dollars away from reaching that goal. I
3: mean, we've done our best to teach them about not only the tithe, but generosity. But we know that the Lord is the one who has put that heart of generosity inside them. It's just pretty exciting for them to be able to be a part of something that is so much bigger than themselves or our family.
0: I love how our teens and our children are part of this whole miracle offering weekend. Uh, You may not realize it, but our kids, our Go Kids ministry, they set a goal of $75,000 for the kids to raise. That's a large amount of money. And our youth group said we're going to raise $175,000. And I want to let you know that their miracle offering goal for this Wednesday night, just the youth group, is $50,000. I'm believing they're going to hit it and go past it because. Uh, the, our, our, te- our teens, our kids, they are just generous. They are stronger than we are at their age. And I love what God's doing. See, because God uses rich and poor and young and old, and he says, bring your gift and let's do this. Let's do something for the glory of God. Now, getting back to the little boy in John chapter 6, um, I thought about this. He could have kept it and fed himself. How many know that? He could have been like, hey, it's a bad day for everybody else. <laughs> My mom loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about you guys. Yeah. Yeah but he doesn't. Instead of keeping his gift and feeding himself, he gives his gift and feeds a multitude. And I believe we're faced with choices like that. We can keep a lot of what we have and what we make. We say, I can take care of myself. I can buy another this, that, or the other thing, and I can do this or that and experience this. And there's nothing wrong, again, with the amount that we keep in our hands. But God's like, hey, what if you gave me some of that? What if you gave me some of that and let me multiply it, let me use it so that a multitude could be fed. What if you gave it to me and, and, and let a whole group of ministries be blessed all around the world? See, because he took it, this young boy took what he had and put it into God's hands and it moved from mom's love to God's blessing. That's what happened. It moved from mom's love to God's blessing. It still had mom's love on it, but it had God's blessing on it. And then all of a sudden God's like, watch what I can do with this when I supernaturally bless this. Now, I believe every gift matters, and I want to just talk about this for a moment. When I was at our Faribault campus, I remember talking to them, and their goal was in the hundreds of thousands, and I'm talking about millions, and I could see the excitement, but also like, wow, and here's the thing I told them. I said, the neat thing about it is, if each of us does what God says to us, our obedience just creates a wave of generosity. I don't care if it's the smallest gift or the largest gift. When you hear from God what you should do and you give it, there's obedience there that starts a wave of generosity. And I've observed this about gifts as well. I've noticed that little gifts, little gifts, I believe, are the grace grease. I said that right, the grace grease that releases the grip that rich people have on their resources. Let me say it again. Little gifts are the grace grease that releases the grip that rich people have on their resources. People that have great resources sometimes will hold them very tightly, and they'll put in a little gift, and all of a sudden they'll see somebody else put in a little gift that is significant to them, but all, and it blows their mind. Like, if that kid could give, if those kids could give $3,500, how many of you know, all of a sudden that becomes a grace grease That all of a sudden, you know, starts, people are like, you know what, something happens. And there becomes a wave of momentum when a little child gives his lunch. When a widow puts in the little that she has to survive on, it catches God's attention. And how many know things are different when you catch God's attention? And so that's what happens. And I want you to understand whether your gift is in the dollars or hundreds of dollars or wherever it is, thousands. I was praying even today, God, hundreds, of thousands. I even tell you, I was like, Lord, could it be a million? Dollars? I just was. I was like, Lord, what could it be? But then I went back as 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 quick as I went to the biggest gift, I came back to the smallest gift, and I said, God, please help every person just to be obedient. Help so many little gifts come in that are, that are things that will catch your attention from the widow that says, I'm going to share, even though this is a little that I have, I'm going to do this. And I know widows that give and save up for this day. And I'm just praying that those gifts would be really grace grease that will just, man, all of a sudden there'll be an increase. And I don't think I've ever said the word grease this many times, but I just, <laughs> man, let it be grace grease. Let it just go. And I see this, that as this young man gave his gift to Jesus, Jesus didn't say, hey, thanks for the gift. You and I will eat lunch. He distributed it. He distributed it. And when I look at the miracle offering, this is one of our our best offerings that we do because the money comes in and the money goes out. I mean, in one day, we'll give away over a million dollars. And I was just thinking about this. I think I want to record that on video. I don't care if it's just like with an iPhone. I want us to just hold up checks and, and have fun and let everybody see that. Because, I mean, I'm in the room with them going, like, send them $100,000 and 200000 and you get a car and you get a car. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, but I just want you to see it too. I mean, that doesn't need to be done like in the office. Maybe we need to do it on the platform or definitely on a video so you can see this. Because... Jesus received it and then he distributed it. And when you give for the miracle offering in Kingdom Builders, it's not a savings and loan, man. It is given and then it is given away. And it is sown into this world and it goes all around the world. And I believe this. I believe we can give and send millions and millions of dollars this year. I believe God is speaking to us again that every gift matters. Do not let the enemy steal away that seed because that's the way he, he just comes in and he says, your gift won't matter. Your gift won't make a difference. It won't won't matter. It won't move the needle. I'm telling you what, little gifts will move the needle. Then the next gifts, gifts come in and more and more, I just believe it. And that's what happens. I believe that Jesus receives it and he gives it and will do the same thing. This story changes his life of this young boy. It changes the people that were there. And I believe this story still is changing us today. We're still being changed by it. And in just a moment, we're gonna see one last video and then it's gonna go to your campus. But I want you to know this, today when we give, God's gonna use all of our gifts. God's gonna use our gifts, the big ones, the small ones, everyone in between. I believe this. I believe lives are gonna be changed for eternity. I believe people that are hungry and need Jesus, they're gonna be fed and they're gonna find Jesus as their Lord and Savior.
1: I can go back to that day so clearly in my mind. I was standing on the top of a literal trash heap. This heap of trash was more than twice my height. And I climbed to the top of it to see this village that was literally built within this dump. And it was the first time that I had seen people living among this kind of poverty, oppressive poverty. I could feel the heat of the toxins from underneath coming through my rubber boots. The water was coming down. You could see kids running all over these trash heaps. They were playing with balls. They were having a great time. And all I could think about is these kids are my kids age. And now I am in this story. Now I know and I can't unknow this. And now I'm responsible to decide how I'm going to respond. I'm Paul Herkman, and I am the Executive Director of Venture. Venture uses biking, hiking, and running to raise money for our missions projects, as well as to address injustices in some of the most difficult places around the world. We've partnered with River Valley for more than a decade, but most recently, we've been partnering over a specific initiative to feed refugee kids. We say this phrase, hungry bellies have no ears. If we can meet the needs of things like hunger and nutrition, they're receptive, to the whole gospel that they had never even considered because they're so focused on their immediate pain. You fill those bellies and they're ready to receive the hope of the gospel.
2: The people you see here, they're part of a travel group that was forced out of Burma violently. They are so grateful for the food that is given to them. And I'm so grateful that I get to be here and see the fruit of your generosity. It's making a huge difference for those who need it most. Thank you is not enough.
1: Thank you doesn't begin to express because thank you is me to an individual. But on behalf of families whose kids are literally alive, I gotta tell you that it's changing the world. So thank you because people are alive, the kingdom is flourishing, and there is hope because of the choices that we make.